What community sounds like. Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show. B-Cups. B-Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher-safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i am denny Luce coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft from tampa florida the wells bro mr chris mckenzie how are you doing tonight chris and what is in your glass denny i'm doing pretty amazing um i'm almost through this beer that's in my glass mm. and it was a uh, bomber uh, a 10 percent bomber oh uh from Ruben's Brews, it was their gobs, wait a gobsmacked triple IPA. <laughs> nice. Um, and this is disappearing way too easily to be a triple IPA. Nice. And once again, it's it's still no Dogfish Head 120. <laughs> oh dang! Um, no, I'm never letting that die. That's all Amanda's fault. Ah. Uh. I'm never letting that one go, but it's still very, very good. Let's just leave it with that. It's really good, and I'm sticking with that. Okay, good, yeah. So you've had a, a few Rubens brews now, right? This is not your first one. You've had a couple of different ones. Yeah, I've had about three or four now. Yeah, and what what is your impression? Um, I They put out some really good beer, and I'm really happy that we can get a hold of some of this stuff. I'm doing that through this uh, through that mail order service we like to talk about so much. Yeah, this one this one's pretty good. There's it's kind of it's kind of on the sweet side, but there's some citrus notes in there. Mm-hmm. I almost get like some some peach notes in there. Oh, but it's it's so easy to drink. I mean, there's no way this could be ten percent, but you know what? It feels like it's ten percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you that um, there hasn't been a Rubens brew that I've had that wasn't a really good experience. I've gone to the brewery a few times when I visit Seattle, and it, I I gotta tell you, it's my favorite. It's my favorite brewery in Seattle. Now, there's a lot of good breweries in that area. I mean, a lot of good breweries. But for me, if I can go someplace and drink every single beer I have is just like really well done and well crafted, I just, I, and to me, it just has to be my favorite until someone else knocks it off the, you know, knocks it off the pedestal, which, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on in the show. So a little fore, forewarning that I'm going to talk about, uh, I might have a new favorite Idaho brewery, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Well, let's tell everybody what, uh, how are you doing and what's in your glass tonight. I am doing fantastic. I did have a pretty busy day at work today. In fact, it was so busy, I did not even get lunch. I, I literally ate at 6 a.m. this morning, and I, I didn't eat anything until just before we came on. My wife made me a taco. So, But before I had that taco... 
I got to part. I got to, you know, drink a nice beer, one that you talked about in the last episode, uh, Mr. McKenzie. I think it was last episode, right? The Bear Lasers. Yeah. Yeah, from Hidden Springs. Uh, I'm not drinking it now. I already finished it. I, I drank this beer because, for one thing, Chris surprised me with a care package of Hidden Springs beers and then one other beer from, what, Florida? Florida Avenue. So Avenue? that's uh, that's another, that's Brew Bus. Oh, so Brew we, Bus. I know we okay. talk about Brew Bus. Um, Florida Avenue used to be where, uh, where Brew Bus is. <clears throat> and then something happened where... Brewbus kind of took over, and then they took over the recipes and everything like oh. that too. So okay. there's two type, um, two different breweries beers coming out of one location, which is very nice. Wow, internet. Well, thank you for that little heads up. I'll definitely keep that in mind when I drink that beer. But I was gonna grab the one of the ones you had, which was a, a sour IPA with a strawberry and vanilla and uh, mm-hmm. lactose, and then Sarah, Sarah can't have strawberries she's allergic to strawberries and so she said oh what are you drinking i was like oh i was gonna have this strawberry you know milkshake ipa type uh, or sour ipa and she says well i i was thinking i wouldn't mind having some i said well let me put this back let me get a beer you can drink and that's where the bear bear lasers came from she loves ipas and this and that bear lasers is a really nice very like big citrus hop character in there like bursting of citrus flavored and it was kind of juicy but not in the juicy way that the hazy ipas are it's more of a just you know a a nice juicy uh character that goes right along with you know kind of that west coast style ipa except i can't really call it a west coast style ipa because it didn't have the bitter finish that a lot of those west coast ipas had the finish was very smooth very good and and we drank that beer down pretty good. Now, on an empty stomach, it felt real nice. <laughs> uh, after not eating for, you know, 12 hours, uh, yeah, if I feel pretty good. But I did get, my wife did make me a taco right before I came on the show. So I do have a little bit of food in my system. And right now, leading up to what I'm drinking right now on the show, um, there's a voicemail from one of our listeners that talked about something that I didn't know was going on right now, which we will talk about during that voicemail. So I'm not going to give it away. But Neither did I. Yeah. So this is something new for both of us, which is good. So what I decided to do was I was going to partake in one of these beers. Now, I'm not going to give it away right now, but if anyone from the Northwest knows this brewery and they know the beer I'm going to talk about, then you'll know why I am drinking this right now. So this beer is from Full Sail Brewing. I talk about Full Sail all the time. They're out of Hood River, Oregon. I love their brewery. I've been drinking their beer for, you know, 20-some years. I've been drinking their beer. I love their beer. And this is their amber. Now, again, anyone who's listened to the show a lot knows that the amber-style beer is not my favorite style. I, uh, I like the reds because the reds kind of come across uh, not so malty in the uh, like the super caramelly you know malt character. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this amber is a solid amber that is uh, you know a cornerstone of what full cell brewing is all about. And I really enjoy it. I got a sampler pack and I got this sampler pack because it had another beer I wanted to try. And I bought the whole sampler pack because that's the only way I could get this beer was to buy a sampler pack. And it came with the amber, uh, the malted milk, you know, malted 
malted uh, IPA, malted milkshake IPA, I think it is, something like that. Uh, it came with a coffee amber, a cold a cold brewed coffee amber, which I had last night, and I'll tell you what, uh, that's a fantastic beer too. And then it came with uh, the Atomizer IPA, which I've already had on the show uh, a few months ago, or maybe a month ago. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this amber is really good. I'm I'm drinking the last one right now. I, I've really enjoyed drinking uh, this beer. So that's just to my glass. Have you, have you had any full sale at all, Chris, in your tavern? Not a one. Not a one? No. Okay, so I need to put some full sale in a care package for you because I, I, I really do enjoy their beer, and I don't think they get enough love from uh, everyone. Uh, so you'll need to get some love from full sale, too. Okay, wow, we already had quite an intro into the show. But before we get any further in, in case we have any new listeners to the show, I want to explain what Tap to Craft Podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast. We like to focus around celebrating all things craft beer, helping our listeners along in their craft beer journey. Again, educational, teaching you guys about styles, uh, beer, you know, just everything about the hobby of craft beer. Uh, you know, we want to be approachable too. We want to make it so that you don't feel like you have to be some kind of, uh, you know, savant to understand this hobby. It's a fun hobby. Chris and I are easygoing, fun guys that love beer, love to talk about beer. We want to share that with all of our listeners. And you are listening to episode 120. We are recording a little bit early this week because I'm going on a business trip on Sunday. Normally we would record on Monday because I will be out of town. I will not be able to record or uh, even edit the show and get it out by Thursday if, if I didn't do it early. So we're doing this a few days early. It's on Wednesday, February 20th. And in this episode, we are going to discuss an article from the craftbeer.com website called Nine Winter IPAs to Try This Season. And uh, it's a list. And, of course, everyone that listens to the show knows I'm not a big, huge list kind of guy. But I thought this was – I'm trying to be more topical in the time of the season that we are uh, you know, recording in. And because it is wintertime, and we've already talked about some other – you know, we talked about Valentine beers last week or last episode. And we talked about you know winter warmers and some of the darker beers earlier in the, in the wintertime. Well – I've never talked about winter IPAs before, and I thought this was a good opportunity to find out for myself what some of these winter IPAs are about and to share that with all of our listeners. And, of now, course, oh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, so before we even get into that whole article, I mean, I'm kind of jumping jumping into it a little bit. What do you think makes a winter IPA? Well, I don't want to give too much away. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, but you've already read it. Of course. I've, I've put all the show together, so I know everything, mm -hmm. but... I'll, I'll give a hint. It has to do with adjuncts or flavors that are added into the IPA. So you have a standard IPA, but then you add something extra to give it kind of a feel of what winter is like. And what okay. is winter like? Winter is like snow-covered pine trees or wintergreen trees or, you know, some kind of a, of an evergreen tree covered with snow. So if you think about that and you think about what kind of flavors you could add to an IPA that might give it that wintry, evergreen type character, then it's going to be, you know, hints of pine, a spruce, 
uh, you know, some kind of a woody character goes along with the winter beer. So there you go. I gave a little bit of hint of right. what we will be discussing. <laughs> okay. All right. And you can have more great conversation like what Chris and I just threw in there as we go along in the show. We always like to just throw in little tidbits. So that's what we have. So, Chris, last episode, we started a new segment. It was basically what is our what are our listeners drinking as far as what they're reporting on Untapped. So are you ready to uh, to, to do our second ep- segment of this? Uh, I, I am. Okay. Yeah. No, and I wanted to say this is this is kind of it's kind of random because I'm just basically doing everything that's really within the last 24 hours that's showing up on my feed. Um, so uh, normally, like like you were kind of talking about before, normally we'll record on like Sunday, Monday. And then Thursday, the show gets released. So this is a little different uh, for anybody who might have been trying to get on to uh, into this segment. But we have a lot of people right now. Um, y'all are doing a lot of drinking right t- today. <laughs> um, I-, I know the first one that's popping up is from Hunter Graham. And I don't know if Hunter and Eric Gronley are at... Um, are just drinking a couple flights today, but those boys have been trekking into a few beers today. So uh, I'll kind of run through these real quick, um, read through a couple of the notes anybody took, and we'll see where we kind of go from here. So Hunter Graham uh, is drinking Larry's latest Flamingo Fruit Flight by Bell's Brewery. I like Bell's Brewery. I might want to check that one out. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also checking out uh, Azaka IPA by Founders. Um, and Electron Brown by Old Nation Brewing Company, to which he gave a five-cap rating. Oh, wow. Nice. Moving on to Eric Gronley. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's drinking It's Like This by Omni Brewing Company. Um, He wrote, dang, this is tasty. Big citrus flavor coming through. Great pineapple aroma. Um, Gave that one four and a quarter caps. And then, let's see, drinking. Oh, he drank a second one of those. It must have been a different, uh, <laughs> a different uh, version of it. I wrote in the second one. It's it's like that from Omni Brewing Company. Very berry and also good. I guess I like quote this end quote better than quote that. <laughs> oh, okay. So he liked uh, one better than the other. Yeah. Um, Eric again at Omni Brewing Company drinking an Irish stout. Uh, just wrote additional bitter on the finish. Uh, Kevin Page is drinking Super Sumo by Toppling Goliath. Gave that one four and a quarters. Eric, you're still drinking some beers, man. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, drinking the Omni Fad Infusion with El Dorado Hops. Um, moving on, Eric again, Shantytown. So he he might be doing some flights uh, at Omni Brewing Company. It looks like uh, that might be up in Minnesota. He wrote for the Shantytown. I uh, wrote nutty and malty, perfect for a snowy Minnesota winter day. Mm. Um, then checked into B-Side Pills at Indeed Brewing Company. All right, so you're getting around a little bit. And uh, JC at uh, JK Collins is drinking a German chocolate cupcake 10W40 by Highwire Brewing mm. down in North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, gave that one four caps. I, I think I've heard of that one before. Someone mentioned that one before. Um, I know I've talked, we've talked about high wire before Yeah, and we might've talked about that German chocolate cupcake before. Yeah, I, I, that, that one sounds familiar too. Yeah, I think we did. 
And then Eric again, Yamma Jamma Harvest Ale <laughs> at Indeed <laughs> Brewing Company. Uh, a little past date, but still decent. Uh, I'm going to skip a, skip over a couple of these. Hunter <laughs> Graham again. Um, Bonfire Brown by Sagatuck Brewing. Mm. Yeah, gave that one a four caps. Eric again, <laughs> drinking the Gall Dam Raspberry Wheat by Gall Dam Brewing Company. That's gall like a seagull. Yeah. Um, uh, wrote, farewell. Might be the last time I have a gall dam. So, <laughs> Is that brewery going out of business? I don't know if it's going out of business or he's moving or, oh, or what. So, yeah, yeah. So we shall see. Uh, Robert, chew your beers. Drinking a mosaic double IPA by oh. Belching Beaver. Yeah. I, I saw that pop up on Instagram the other day. Uh, he wrote at 8.8 ABV. It's very smooth. Drinks like a six percenter. I get pineapple or grapefruit. Very West Coast. Very good. Gave that one four caps. Do, do you have that one in your collection? No. Oh damn! But hey, look, that one. I'm going. I'll be in Vegas in April. So the 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 beer store that I have in that I go to in Vegas, uh, Corey's. Yeah. Um, I'm taking my beer shipper. <laughs> and you're <laughs> shipping stuff back. Yeah, of course. Well, I don't have to ship it. The good part is, is that because we fly Southwest, we get to. Uh, check two bags, and I always check my beer shipper as my second bag. Oh, okay. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, Mark Church is drinking Hazy Jane at Brew Dog at Nashville. Oh, yeah, that's a great beer. Uh, Chad Lamasa is drinking Haze of Glory by Dewclaw. I uh, picked that up at Total Wine and More in Towson. He gave that one four caps. Uh, this guy, this weirdo Denny, drinking Bear Lasers by <laughs> Hidden Springs. <laughs> I already talked about that. I know. We're moving on. Uh, Chris McKenzie, yeah, that guy's a weirdo too. Uh, was, I can't count that one. I I drank that a couple days ago and just missed the check-in. Oh. Uh, uh, Jay Collins drinking Hop Cakes by Noda Brewing. Uh, he's drinking that on his patio. Mm-hmm. I gave that one four and a half caps, which that sounds like a, a pretty good brew. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious to know what that is. So taking a quick peep, peek, a maple syrup imperial IPA. Mm, what? It's a weird mixture, huh? Interesting. Yeah. And then last but not least, checked in 32 minutes ago, Tom Byrne oh. drinking the Juicy IPA X19 by Mazama Brewing. Oh, yeah. You say that like you know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I drink oh, them all the time. Corvallis, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. they No, Mazama makes some really good beer. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think they're distributed very far out so i feel pretty lucky getting them here in the boise area um i i pretty much pick up everything that they they bring in and i really enjoy their beer so i'll have to try to find that one myself yeah so the juicy ipa x.19 i gave that one three and a half caps it looks like so okay that's all that that is what we've got within the last 24 hours that's a lot of beer Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beer people are drinking. Awesome. And I honestly skipped a couple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good. Good. Well, moving on, we do not have a Trek Trek update. Trek Brewing is, I guess, trucking along. Hopefully, they're surviving the winter uh, storm stuff going on. But uh, hopefully, John will uh, hook us up with an update. Maybe he'll come on on the next show. John, come on back. It, and you come back and uh, record with us so we can find out how you guys are doing. Yeah, even if we have to do it, you know, later in the evening like we did the last time. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. Okay, Chris, do you have any beer-related activities since our last recording? I know it's only been a few days. 
But did you do anything fun? I mean, I do lots of fun things. Okay. Uh, just none of them were really beer related. Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess I'll have to talk about my beer related stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's see what you got going on in your beer related activities. Okay. Well, you know what? It was a long weekend. Yes. Uh, w- my company actually gives us President's Day off. It's one of the few holidays we get off. And during that time, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to go visit my daughter in Pocatello, Idaho. So Sarah and I packed up the car Friday night and we headed through the, the wintry road, 250 miles southeast of Boise, and we camped out at our daughter's apartment for the weekend. And while we were there, we can't not go to the newest brewery that just opened this summer in Pocatello called Jim Dandy Brewing, which uh, I really enjoyed my first visit there. And uh, my second visit was was probably more enjoyable because their beer is getting better and better. It was already really good when I visited in the summer when they first opened. But now their beer is they're improving upon their processes. And even some of the I, I revisited some of the beers that I, I gave a little bit lower rating last time I was there and I raised a couple of these up uh, an extra half a cap because they actually made improvements to the beers that really makes the beer stand out much more. So let me go ahead and just talk about a few of, for one thing I want to also say that um, what, why do I enjoy this brewery so much? For one thing, their, their brew pub um, is very welcoming. The staff is very, very, Again, welcoming to people coming in, attentive. They're always coming by, making sure we didn't need anything. I mean, they were asking if if we needed more beer all the time, which is great. Now, of course, they want to sell more beer. That makes sense that they want to ask us if we need more beer. But there's so often that I go into a brew pub, and if I don't walk up to the bar and get a beer, nobody's coming by to check on me unless they're picking up glasses because they need more glasses to fill. And... That's not the case at Jim Dandy. These, everyone, the owner, the owner's walking around asking if everything's okay. The, all the bar staff walking around making sure that we have everything we need. Very, very enjoyable experience. Um, so that's one thing I enjoy. Just the experience is great. But the beer is, is brewed like to, really high standards. I mean, this beer is like pitch, almost picture perfect to to the brewing, the very clean, no off flavors, uh very to to the style of the beers that they have. I mean, the lot everything is like to style. And whether you like that or not is debatable, right? Some people may not like beers that are actually to a style, but to me of the styles that I really understand and I really care about uh, when I have beers that are masterfully uh, prepared, that just have everything that sh- just hits just right for me, I really enjoy that a lot. And this brewery, every single style, and they have 10 taps, and they have a variety of styles of beers, everything from a lager to a double IPA, hazy IPA, a Russian Imperial Stout, they have a sour, they have, I mean, they have all kinds of styles and every single style is like just brewed just to what it should be brewed to. And I really appreciate that. So that is what I, I really gained from this brewery. 
So let me talk about some of the beers I had that I really enjoyed. I did not, I had a lager that they brewed last time I was there, but I didn't have the Creeper lager. Um, this lager is a really nice pale, uh, pale lager. It's got a big cereal biscuity malt flavor, but it has a nice dry finish to it. So it doesn't, you know, it gives you a little bit of that, that malty sweetness you know, perception up front with the malts, but it finishes really dry, so it doesn't give you any of that extra, you know, uh, sugars hanging around that kind of people that you know, may not like that in a, in a lager. Uh, I really liked it. I could drink this beer, you know, all day long. It's a really good uh, lager. Um, I did give two five-cap ratings from two beers that I hadn't had before. These are brand-new beers. In fact, one beer was uh, released the... The Thursday before we got there, we went on Saturday. It was released on Thursday. That's the one I'm going to talk about right now, the Wee Bonnie Scotch Ale. Uh, this, this Scotch Ale, and everyone knows, I love Scotch Ales. I love, I love this, this style. And I'm kind of picky on which ones that I really rate high. And this one was so well balanced between the malty character that you're, you're getting up front with the, with the malts, the caramelly, toffee, um, type malts but uh it was well balanced so that it didn't finish really super sweet and it didn't have any bitterness to it so they were able to to perfectly balance that you know that malt uh bill so that you had some of that sweetness but it didn't linger on and it finished you know not dry where it's you know where it's like an ipa dry but it it, it finished really nice super balanced Love the beer. I gave it a five-cap rating. Uh, the next beer was one that they had brewed before, but they had just released a second time when they just got finished brewing it a second time uh, the day we got there. So they just tapped it uh, on Saturday. And this is their Babushka Russian Imperial Stout, which is a which was a super rich, roasty, chocolatey-flavored Russian Imperial Stout. Nice body. Um Really good beer. I love Russian Imperial Stouts. Uh, it had a huge, a really big, you know, roasty malt that kind of comes across a little bit like on, uh, you know, on a little coffee character in there from the malt uh, roast. Uh, it's a 10% beer, but I'll tell you what, there's no way you would have known that this beer was 10%. It was so smooth. It drank so easy. You would not know that you were drinking you know, basically two beers in one until you stood up. And when you stand up, you all of a sudden were off balance. That's how good this beer was and so uh, surprising. Uh, so, yeah, those are my two five-cap ratings. Then I revisited a couple beers that I'd had before, but, I, you know, I wanted to kind of balance out. I had two flights. So I had eight, eight samples, and I drank a couple beers, uh, you know, uh, afterwards I had these flights. So I had... Each of these flights were four ounces. I had eight, eight four ounce uh, flights, and then I had a couple uh, pints after that. So I was feeling pretty good at the end of this uh, adventure. But the ones I visited in the flights was uh, Jimmy Drinks IPA, and at first I gave this a three and a half rating. And the reason I gave this so low a rating—not low—I won't say it's low. Three and a half is still a, a, above average, but. Why I didn't give it higher than three and a half was because this beer comes across very light. For an IPA, it doesn't feel 
any of that heaviness that you normally would get in an IPA from the hops and that hop profile. It didn't come across super bitter. Uh, you know, it, it was it was very light in in body, lighter in body and lighter in mouthfeel and lighter in the whole IPA experience. But it did have some like you know lemongrass, citrus notes, but they were very subdued on the very first time I had it in uh, my last visit. This time, it has those same characteristics, except they amped up the hop character a little bit more. So now you felt that you got more of that lemongrass, lemongrassy hop character, but it was still light, easy drinking, a perfect IPA to give someone who is doesn't like IPAs or is new to trying IPAs, give them one that's not going to knock their socks off with that big bitter finish or the big citrus or piney hops. Give them something with this nice, mellow, lemon, lemony, grassy character uh, with a nice light body. I, it's a perfect beer for introducing people to IPAs. I really enjoyed it and I raised my cap rating on this check-in to a four cap rating. So it definitely... Uh, improved. The next one was their New England IPA, and this was their Flyhopper. And again, at this time, you know, back in uh, September, I think was when I was there, uh, you know, I was drinking a lot of New England IPAs. I was getting them from the East Coast. I was getting them from the West Coast. I was getting them from Idaho and, and a lot of them from Revision Brewing in Reno. I was experiencing a lot of New England hazy IPAs. And when I have a lot of that style of beer, I know what I like and I know what I, you know, really follows that, that style guideline. This one, it didn't, you know, it wasn't big and juicy. It did have a, a big tropical hop characters to it, but it didn't have the haziness that I'm used to seeing in the style. And it didn't have as maybe some of the creaminess or the softness that I get out of other beers made from other breweries that really have nailed this down. So I gave it a three and a half cap rating when I had it the first time. Well, now move forward three or four months later and I come and revisit it. They have a new batch of it. And I'll tell you what, they they gave it a little bit more of that character that I'm looking for in the mouthfeel. Again, not as soft as what I am getting out of Revision Brewing or some of the East Coast um, hazy IPAs, but they did improve it. A little bit more hazy, a little bit more uh, flavorful in those tropical fruity hops. Uh, I just thought it was really kind of popping with the hop character this time, and I raised that one to a four cap rating too. So, what do I have to say about this? This is a small brewery. I think they have a seven barrel brew system. They aren't bottling or canning or packaging their beers. They do have a crowler. They do serve growlers. They do have really well-priced crowler and growler sales at the brewery, but they only distribute locally. I have to go to Pocatello to get this beer, but I'll tell you what. I think that this brewery, for what they're brewing at the size and the quality of stuff that they're doing in a variety of styles, is it might become my favorite brewery in Idaho just because they are brewing some fantastic beer. And as long as they keep it kind of in this uh, small package, I think it's going to be good. And some of my other favorite breweries that have grown and have maybe expanded too quickly, uh, 
the flavors have changed and it doesn't necessarily have that same uh, you know, personal touch to the beers that they did when they were smaller. Uh, you know, I'm going to mention Payette Brewing, right? I love Payette when they first opened. Now they're brewing in their big, you know, big giant uh, 100,000 barrel a, a year. They're not really brewing that, but they can brew up to that. Uh, it, you know what? These big batches just don't have that same personal touch that I enjoy so much when they're brewing on a smaller scale. But uh, yeah, Jim Dandy Brewing. Anyone driving through Pocatello, uh, you have to stop and drink beer at this place. It's highly recommended. And I like when you can go to go to places where you try a beer and maybe you rate it like like you did. You rated this one a little lower, mm-hmm. and then you go back and try it again, and you go, you know what? It, it's, it's gotten better. Yeah. Or or maybe maybe it's just the environment that you that you go into, and it's the environment or the way you're taken care of or something about that just makes the beer taste a little bit better. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So, Chris, I have really been taking over the show the last 10 minutes I just <laughs> talked. So why don't you go ahead and let me know and let our listeners know what new and noteworthy beers you've had and what you can recommend to them. Yeah, absolutely. So we had, uh, had a lot of good beers in, since the last time we recorded. And I think that's saying a lot, especially, uh, specifically because we recorded Pretty recently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start running down my list here and, and kind of go over a couple of them. And the first one is going to be one that you recommended to oh. me that I got a hold of was going to be from St. Arnold Brewing, their Pumpkinator. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I mean, we're almost getting into March. And like, you, <laughs> like you texted me the other day, it's a little early for pumpkin beers, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, this one was a, a, a pumpkin stout. Um that I gave four four and a quarter caps to uh, that Megan and I split that uh, that I really did enjoy and I, I was I was really excited to get a hold of that one um, just to try it because you spoke so highly of it um, and did enjoy that one a lot um, and, and it was kind of it was kind of weird drinking drinking like a a pumpkin spice kind of stout uh, in in the middle of what we call winter down here. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really good beer and I was, I was glad that I got to try that one. Um, the next beer I want to talk about is, uh, one that you sent to me, Denny was that mystic Topaz from revision brewing. Ah, yeah. And that, uh, I believe that was a new England IPA and I, I suck because I didn't write down (laughs) notes on this one. Um, (laughs) Um, but yeah, revision the the stuff that I've had from them, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed their stuff because, uh, it, I mean, you can go anywhere, you can go get an IPA from a lot of different places, but you know, it, there's just something about, um, a brewery that kind of tweaks it just a step above mm-hmm. and just starts to produce some really good stuff. Uh, I gave that mystic topaz four and a half caps Ooh, nice. and I, I just, I, when you sent me that box, uh, I, I threw those in the, in the fridge and this one, um, I actually had some dogs that I had to start working with. So I, uh, I threw, threw this can in an ice bath, <laughs> cool it down real quick. And, um, it was, it was like, oh, the box showed up. Awesome. Let's throw it. <laughs> Let's get it cold real fast so we can start drinking them. And, uh, I really enjoyed that beer. So again, thank you very much for sending that to me. Yeah. Um, the next one I want to talk about was something that kind of caught me off guard. Wasn't it? Was an Irish ale by 
a restaurant here locally called Four Green Fields. Now, I had no idea that this place produced beer. Mm. But this is an Irish restaurant that's in the Tampa area. I don't know if it's anywhere else in the country, but I know we have a couple of locations here in the Tampa area. It's called Four Green Fields. Um, they do some really good food. So if you guys are ever in the area, go visit. They make some really good food. Uh, but they also brew some really good beer. And I had no idea that they made their own beer. So um, we had an afternoon, like an early afternoon uh, off. And Megan and I kind of went out to, out to lunch, just kind of enjoying the nice weather. And she got a, a, one of their beers. I had another one. I had this Irish this Irish ale. And man, I... I could not stop drinking it. Um, it was it was a little on the sweeter side, and I think I had about two or three of them. And I realized I was like, "Man, you got to slow down. Um, <laughs> you're, you have to let this wear off because you're the one that has to drive home." So, um, but yeah, I was really impressed by this. It was just, it was very simple. It was very malty, very sweet, um, but it went really well with the corned beef and cabbage that we had. Um, and it was at their location where we were sitting outside at a nearby um, park that was on the water. And we just sat out there and did some people watching and just enjoyed some time, some quiet time together and uh, had some good beer, had some good food and just sat still for a little while. Nice. Yeah. And I gave that one a four cap, uh, four cap rating. Uh, and we had, I, I've had some really good, just four cap beers this week. Mm. Uh, and one of them, which kind of last year mm-hmm. might have talked some shit about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um was uh hop slam from bell's brewery yeah now now we uh on monday we were fortunate enough to get tickets to and go see fleetwood mac Ooh, on monday nice. and man that was a great concert um but i got a hold of hop slam from bell's brewery and i'm sure that their recipe doesn't vary too much but this this year's batch was really really good. Um, <laughs> but again, just like we were talking about with uh, with with fly hopper, right? So yeah. that the environment might make the beer taste a little bit better. True. The, the service that you get might make it taste a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and I remember when I tried hop slam in previous years, uh, it wasn't how did how did I try it from previous years? It wasn't anything special. Yeah. When I tried it this this past Monday, it was a really special occasion. Like I feel like this concert that we got to go see was was kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not gonna see them tour too much. Yeah. Too, much, <laughs> too many more times. So uh, we were really really excited to go see them, and uh, the beer might have just tasted a, that much better uh, when we uh, when we got to try that. So um, along with along with the uh, Irish Ale from Four Green Fields. We had Hop Slam from Bell's Brewery. Um, and then another beer that you sent me, The Fall of Troy from Belching Beaver. Mm. That milkshake IPA with orange and vanilla. Gave that one a four cap as well. And then I uh, had another beer from Tavor. There uh, it was a, uh, it was called Stereophonic from Ex Novo Brewing oh, yeah. Company. It was a New England IPA that I gave a four cap rating to. So uh, I've been picking some really good beers this past, uh, what, I don't know. 10 days or so that that since the last time you and I talked. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing my part drinking a little bit of everything. Well, that's good. That's good. So that's the stereophonic one from ex novo. That's one you got from Tavor because that's a, uh, organ brewery, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Is, did you 
save it for a while, or was it a, a fresh uh, batch of beer you got in? I th- so I just recently got a box. Uh, I don't know about a week and a half ago, okay. and I believe that was one of the first ones that I drank. Okay. So I kind of I kind of go into my boxes that I get from Tavor, um, and I drink all the IPAs first. Yeah, right. So I don't want those to get all uh, oxidized or anything, and then hold on to the stouts. And then if you go into their app, when you click on the option for my beers mm-hmm. that you've that you've ordered, um, it kind of it sorts them for you and goes, this is the last beer. or This is the oldest beer that you've ordered. Oh, right. So recently, that's why we drank the Pumpkinator. That was because the oldest I, one. Yeah, I, I said to Megan, I was like, this is the oldest beer that we have. We need to go drink this. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So it, it's nice because it keeps track of it for you and you can kind of. You go, okay, well, we don't have any IPAs in that list, so that's good. So um, we just kind of looked at it and went, okay, well, we need to drink this this uh, this <clears throat> pumpkinator. And I know my oldest beer that I have now is um, is is from that is from a brewery in Virginia, the from Licking Hole Creek. Oh yeah, Licking that Hole we Creek, talked yeah. about a while a while ago, and. Uh, I, I keep telling her, I was like, hey, we, we kind of need to drink this because, you know, I don't want to get old. <laughs> it's a stout. It's going to be fine. But um, it's just kind of it's kind of neat to look at it and go, hey, you know, you can, we need to drink this old stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First. Drink it. Drink it. I hear Licking Hole, Licking Hole Creek is like good beer. Oh, and I, I, re- I really have to tell you that I, I actually actually picked up a barrel-aged Dark Star. Yeah, oh right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the barrel age is not like I said. I like the uh, the regular dark star better myself. But uh, well, I have dark. So I I love the fact that again that I get to talk to you, and then when John was over in Seattle, I uh, get to talk to you guys about all this stuff. I have uh, three more cans of dark star in the cooler. Oh, right now, just oh. plain old regular dark star. Yeah, it's it's that's I think that's better myself than the the barrel age stuff. It's really good. And then I was able to purchase uh, three bottles of 2018's Bourbon Barrel Age Dark Star. They had like a Spice Wars series. Mm -hmm. So there's a a coffee one. There's a Spice Wars, what they called it. And then uh, just plain old barrel aged. Yeah. Yeah. So you bought that. You got the three, uh, the three set then. I did. I might have to mortgage my house again. Yeah, because that was expensive. I didn't buy it this year because I had it. Be- I had all of them, um, like last year or whatever, and and they're good. But I think once you, I mean, they weren't. They didn't like rock my socks off. And for the price tag, I mean, I just said, you know what? That's a hefty price to pay for something that I've already tried and I enjoyed it. But it's not that it's you know that I have to have it every year. So. I chose not to get that one this year. Um, that that's any of those. I but like I said, I'm happy with just a regular Dark Star. I'll drink a six pack of Dark Star. In fact, I'll be, I'll, I'll I'll let you guys know. I had one Dark Star can left in my fridge, and I was gone. No, I was late getting home from work. Something something happened where I, I where I didn't get home from work, and Sarah went ahead and wanted a beer. And she opened the fridge and she said, oh, here's a uh, oatmeal stout, not knowing it was Dark Star. I, I've mm-hmm. shared it with her before, but she doesn't know. You know, she's like, oh, oatmeal stout, yeah, I'll drink it. She drank the whole can herself and didn't share it with uh, me. 
Sarah. And she, and I said, uh, she says, oh, I said, I, I come home. I said, oh, you want a beer? It's like, oh, I already had one. I said, oh, what did you have? <laughs> oh, I had some oatmeal stout. I was like, I was like, what oatmeal stout? And she's like, oh, the one I opened the open the trash can and see she drank the last dark star. Got, I'm like, got the dragon on the front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I was saving that one. You can't drink that without me. That's our that's our special beer. So, but it, hey, uh, she's worth it. She's worth it. I mean, she's kind of awesome. So yeah. I mean, that's fair. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, enough from me. What uh, what did you have in the last couple of days or the last few weeks? Yeah, so I already oh. talked about the majority of uh, special beers that I had, but I do have two more that I want to talk about, just on the noteworthy side that you know some people locally can get, and also uh, people around the nation can get. So the first one, a local craft beer from Woodland Empire L Craft, and I talked about one of their stouts last time we recorded. And guess what? I'm talking about another of their imperial stouts this time this is their beast moans now chris have you did you ever get the beast moans in your tavur shipment not beast moans but the um i know i've had some stuff from woodland empire yeah, yeah. well if the beast moans comes available you should grab it because i i get this beer every year it's released i love it a really good imperial stout uh what's unique about this is that the the malt character that they put into the, the dark roasted malt, it gives off a little bit of a hint of smokiness to it. And I'm not a big smoky beer fan, but I don't mind the smokiness if it's brewed due to the malts that they're using. And they're not using, you know, peat malt. They're using, you know, like just roasted malt that kind of gives you a little bit of that smoky character. And that's what this beer does. Uh, whatever malts they're using just gives a slight hint that there's a little bit of smokiness in there, and I like it. And it's not over, you know, overwhelming. It's not burning, burning your your taste buds with too much uh, uh, fake smoke or anything. It's just natural. Tastes really good. Uh, also has a, a very nice, uh, you know, little you know dark chocolate character to it with uh, with a good, very thick mouthfeel and full body. And that is what I really enjoy in an Imperial Stout. It has everything I enjoy. Um, I've had this beer every year they've released it, and I haven't been disappointed yet. Uh, I gave this one a four cap rating, very solid. And the other beer I'm going to talk about is an odd beer. Now, this beer I think we could have added into the Valentine beers. Uh, it's from Boulevard Brewing. It's their chocolate ale. And this is, a, this is not a chocolate ale based off of a stout or a dark beer this is a chocolate ale where the base beer is a strong ale which is an odd base beer to have that has chocolate in it and um in fact i've had some comments from uh, listeners that say that they just don't like this beer uh, every time i've tried it it just hasn't been you know a good experience for them and and i, I can appreciate it some people uh, don't uh, necessarily like the the flavor of a strong ale and of course adding some chocolate to it might just make it even worse for them but for me i really i love strong ale for one thing i love a good strong ale and then what this beer added was a little bit of chocolate character to the finish not overwhelming it, it didn't even you know the beer poured out as a nice uh, uh caramelly colored uh you know beer it wasn't dark uh and it tasted it tasted good i really 
enjoyed it. So, it, it, you know, like I said, it had hints of chocolate and a little bit of vanilla uh, in the finish of this beer. And I, I liked it. I gave it a four-cap rating also. So those are my noteworthy beers. Whew. Wow. We've already been chatting for almost an hour, Chris, and we haven't even gotten to the voicemails or uh, the topic. So we're going to have a nice long show for Tom Joseph. He likes the shows long. <laughs> So Look, we got work. To, we got work to do. Yeah, here's to you, Tom. This shows for you. Okay, so Chris, are you ready to get into the voicemails? Yeah, let's get into those because we had a handful of them. Yeah, we had a lot. You know, uh, coming down to the wire with the voicemails for entering into our B cup, we thought that we were going to have two voicemails to pick from. That would be a pretty easy choice. It's only two. Nope. People came out of the woodworks. They got their voicemails out. And we have a large number of very diversified voicemails to talk about. So we're going to start off with my buddy Ziv. Ziv Cohen, he's from Israel. He, this is the furthest reaching voicemail that we have received yet, all the way from Israel. Uh, and let's listen to what Ziv has to say. Hey, Tabdi Craft, this is Ziv from Israel. I uh, heard you asking for uh, voicemails or I just check in to see if uh, my voicemail will be okay for you. And just want to say that I really enjoy to listen to you guys and uh, say thank you for that. And also, it uh, won't be so bad to get a set of big ups because, uh, as you said, if I leave a voicemail, I get a chance to win it. And also, it will give us uh, an opportunity to meet in Israel, uh, Danny and I. Uh, that's it, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, thank you, Ziv, for taking the time to send us this voicemail. Uh, hey, I'm glad that you're enjoying what we do. We love talking about beer and we love sharing it. And uh, I'm glad that you're able to get some enjoyment uh, in, you know, in, uh, in Israel, of course. And, of course, you are entered into our contest for those B Cups. And if you win, I will hand deliver them to you personally. So uh, let's, let's see what happens. We'll be... We'll be spinning the wheel uh, later in the show to find out who wins these B-Cups. So uh, thank you, Ziv, for your voicemail. The next voicemail we have to play for you is from the Gnarly Gnome. And the Gnarly Gnome is from Cincinnati. He has his own podcast. You can go find him on the Gnarly Gnome podcast, I guess. I, I should have, you know what, I'm a bad host. I really should have uh, <laughs> put the actual podcast in. But he has his own podcast. Uh, and let's hear what the Gnarly Gnome has to say. Hey guys, it's the Gnarly Gnome from Cincinnati, Ohio. I uh, don't have a lot for you. A little bit of uh, hand shaking. Uh, tell you guys are doing a great job. And um, wanted to get a little bit of feedback about um, this flagship February thing that's going on. How often do you guys get to those staples that we often overlook as craft beer drinkers running around trying to grab the latest and greatest new thing? Um, I'm headed down to Asheville in a couple weeks. Looking forward to getting to Sierra Nevada and grabbing a pale ale at the source. It's been a while, so um wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, cheers. Keep up the great work. Um, anybody check me out at thenarlynome.com or Cincy Brewcast if you're interested in what's going on here in Cincinnati. So cheers. Thank you, guys. All right. Guess what? Uh, thank you for bringing up something that, uh, I, that I didn't have any idea was going on until you actually sent us a voicemail on. Flagship February. I, I had to look it up. I had no idea what this was about. Chris, 
Did you know that February was called was flagship February? Um, no, I had no clue until he brought this up to us in that voicemail. Uh, so uh, you know, gonna learn. We're we're even learning about uh, our craft beer journey. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're never too old to learn something new about craft beer. So because we didn't know about it, let us share what I found when I researched this myself. So I found that. Uh, that a beer journalist called Stephen Beaumont, he decided to create a campaign called Flagship February on Twitter. Basically, he, he states, uh, in this mad rush towards the unusual and unknown, we tend to forget the great, familiar, and still wonderful beers that guided us all along the path of craft beer renaissance. It's about paying homage to the craft beers that were the foundation for our craft beer journey. He only said the renaissance part. I say, you know, hey, this is what I get for reading my own show notes out loud. Uh, I say that this is what is, you know, hey, we need to pay homage to some of these beers that helped us get into our, you know, that made our, you know, that made it, that we, uh, that helped us along in our craft beer journey, right? You always have those those beers that are the staples of, of a lot of breweries that just are really good beers that everyone should try. So all you have to do is add the hashtag, hashtag flagship February to your Twitter post for any beers that you want to pay tribute to. That could be, uh, you know, beers that helped you along in your craft beer journey that are considered flagship beers of that brewery or uh, any classic beers that you're drinking at that time. So I have participated after I listened to the voicemail and researched it. Um, I actually started drinking this Full Sail Amber. Guess what? Full Sail Amber Ale is the flagship beer of Full Sail. This is their flagship beer. This is the beer that, you know, is gold in, in their, uh, uh, in their lineup. And so, uh, yeah, I went ahead and I'm drinking that tonight in honor of flagship February. Uh, I posted on our Twitter page, uh, when I was, when I first had my first one. I mean, I've had this beer before, but when I first uh, was celebrating Flagship February. So I encourage everyone, there's still a few days left by the time you get this, that you'll be able... Wait, this beer, never mind. By the time you hear this, because I'm re-recording early, by the time you hear this, Flagship February will be over because I think the well, show... Well, is, the day it airs. The day it airs, yeah. Yeah, you have one more day. <laughs> this is your last day. <laughs> so if you're listening to this on February 28th, Get your flagship beers in, uh, because uh, yeah, I screwed up. We should have we should have done this at the beginning of February shows. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, Danny? I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, he, guess what? He also mentioned in the in, in that voicemail that he's making a road trip to Asheville, North Carolina. Now, yeah. Chris, I know you've been there a couple times, right? Uh, just once. Oh, just but, once. Man, I, I'm I'm itching to go back again. Yeah. Yeah, he says that he's going there. He, and this is again, it's flag, flagship February. So why not drink the flagship beer of Sierra Nevada, which is their pale ale? So he's going to go and he wants to go drink their flagship beer, you know, on draft, fresh from the brewery. That's fantastic. That's yeah. a great, that's a great thing. I'm hoping, I'm hoping he's actually going in February so we can actually hashtag that and, uh, and get that all out there. Well, so. He's going to go visit Malt Disney World. Yes. <laughs> Malt Disney World. <laughs> that place is incredible. If you guys haven't had the chance to go visit either their location in Asheville, well, just outside of Asheville or their location in California, uh, 
go visit. It's a it's it's a beer mecca. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I need to visit. It's, it's on my bucket list. It's one of my trips I'll have to make when Sarah allows me to uh, to take vacations just for beer again. <laughs> I mean, you you got your anniversary coming up. Let's get that one out of the way. Then yeah. we'll talk about then we'll talk about beer vacations. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, Chris. Hey, thank you. You looked up the podcast. It's the Cincy Brewcast, and you can find. His podcast, the Gnarly Gnomes podcast, at www.thegnarlygnome.com. So uh, go out there and visit. Take a, give him a listen and uh, show your support. All right, our next voicemail. This is actually several voicemails. I'm gonna I'm gonna tap them all together because uh, there's a limit. You know, I don't think people realize that my voicemail line has a limit. I think you can only uh, record like two minutes or a minute and a half or something like that before it cuts you off. So guess what? Our buddy Jim, uh, Kudsaw from South, some, from Southern Maryland, uh, decided he wanted to share with us, uh, his craft beer, some of his craft beer journey. And, uh, he had to do it in a few different voicemails. So, uh, let's listen to the full length. We'll go ahead and listen to all of them at once. And then we'll talk about what Jim had to say. Hey, Denny. This is uh, Jim Kudzal, uh coming to you from uh, Southern Maryland. And Tara Carlson. And Tara Carlson, my wife Tara Carlson, she's here. It looks like uh, we just got a bunch of people coming in uh, the front door, so she's going to be uh, delayed a little bit uh, trying to figure out who they are and welcome, welcoming uh, them in. Uh, just wanted to uh, give you a thanks for uh, giving us a shout-out in your recent uh uh, episode, and also I guess another reason for the, uh, the voicemail is uh, we certainly want to get entered into the B-Cups uh, contest under the wire. I think it's two day and next Wednesday, so... Uh, I hope this counts as two entries. Yeah, Tara, we, we were talking about that before, <laughs> that maybe we should make separate uh, voicemails, but uh, I said, nah, I think uh, Denny's probably loose enough. No, no pun intended. Uh, to uh, give us uh, maybe two entries for this one phone call, since both of us are here. So uh, hopefully that'll work. Uh, again, we're from Southern Maryland, which is which means that we're south of Washington D.C. on the west side of the Chesapeake Bay. So I don't know if you know anything about Maryland, but Southern Maryland is a peninsula. It comprises three counties, maybe part of a fourth county. Uh, we're all surrounded by water on three sides between uh, the Potomac River and the Chesapeake Bay. So uh, a lot of water activities around here. We we appreciate, again, the shout-out you gave us, so, and, and we enjoy the uh, uh, the podcast. Uh, actually, my wife got me uh, interested in this. She, she's a podcast person. And uh, I, I think she likes to listen to podcasts on the way to and from work. And she's very diverse as, as far as her uh, uh, repertoire goes. She listens from anything from World War One documentaries to the uh, latest uh, bachelor podcast. <laughs> yeah, how how the how the bots. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't watch the show. She does, but uh, how, how the uh, uh, the show goes, and uh, I guess they could, they uh, decompose The Bachelor and, and all of that. But she got me interested in this about a year ago. Um, 
she she was looking for beer things. We're both in, into beer. So uh, she uh, was looking for a podcast we could both enjoy. Hey, Denny, uh, Jim Kudzal back again. Uh, I think I timed out on the last one. My wife left a message in between uh, one of her favorite breweries. Again, we really enjoy your uh, uh, your podcast. We, we started at the beginning, I think about a year ago. I think that's where I left off at the last message. And uh, I think we're up to, what, um, uh, the end of 2016. I think we're just ready to get started with the start of 2017. Uh, but then this last Thanksgiving, we decided to uh, get contemporaneous. And uh, so I think from the year Thanksgiving... 2018 episode up till the present, we're current. Uh, today is the 15th, the day after, uh, well, I, I, the 15th of, of, uh, of uh, February right now. I think you might have put one out yesterday. We haven't listened to that one yet. But otherwise, I, I think we're up to, to speed. The last one we listened to was a shout-out you gave us. So uh, we're very surprised by that and, and uh, very much appreciate it. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll keep up and then fill in as uh, uh, we go back. Uh, 2018 was a was a great year for us, uh, beer-wise. You got us involved in Untapped. I think I started in November, so I've only been on Untapped for three months. But I think I've been averaging about one new, unique every day, a little bit over one point something every day. So that. Uh, that was good. Uh, my wife started, uh, you know, maybe a few weeks before me, maybe a month before me. But it's, it's a good way to keep I, – I can't remember all the beers I drink. She's got a lot better memory than I do. I, ju- I just know what I like to drink, and I go from there. Uh, 2018 also gave us a few other uh, benefits. Hi, Denny. Jim Kudzol again. Hope you don't think I'm trying to harass you, but I just wanted to continue with uh, – uh, my little story about uh, 2018, a few things happened in 2018. One, we went to uh, uh, Savannah. I think that was the first trip we started listening to your uh, podcast. We're beer tourists, so we like to travel to different places that have uh, uh, breweries and, and stay the night and uh, check them out. One place was Savannah, and an uh, interesting ha- thing happened to us while we were in Savannah. Uh, we uh, engaged in a uh, pub crawl. Avita Brewing, I think, they're right there in uh, New Orleans, or just outside of New Orleans. They sponsored a beer, a pub crawl, I guess they called it. And it was on, uh, it was in February last year. It was uh, for Mardi Gras. You paid $35 a piece. All the proceeds went to charity, which we thought was fine. And for the $35, you got a, a, a set of beads, you got a T-shirt, and you got a card. And the card gave you the uh, eight pubs that you had to go to, buy a beer at each pub within five hours. And if you made it, at the last pub, they had a party, and you could win a prize. So we entered. Tara and I both entered. We went to all eight pubs. We uh, drank all the beers. 
Uh, we were feeling pretty good after that. But when we got to the last pub, uh, you had to get your ticket punched at every place uh, to ensure that you did buy a beer at every place. When you got to the end, if all your tickets were punched, you wrote your data on the back of the card, put it in a fishbowl, and they had a drawing. Uh, they had a number of prizes. Uh, grand prize was a trip to New Orleans with a VIP tour of the brewery. And guess who won the grand prize? Yes, you're right. Yours truly. And uh, that's a whole other story in and of itself. That was a, that was a great uh, experience. Um, but uh, uh, we... Uh, well, as I said, we're beer tourists. We love to go to different uh, towns and uh, uh, check out breweries and stick around and, and actually check out the town, too. Hi, Jenny. Jim all again. Got timed out. Hope you don't think I'm uh, tying up your phone too much. But the other thing I was uh, about to talk about was uh, also 2018. Uh, Tara and I both testified in front of a Senate committee in, in the state of Maryland uh, to try to modernize their beer laws. Uh, they, they have an incredible uh, <clears throat> restrictive set of beer laws aimed at uh, craft breweries, one of which is really ridiculous. And this is the one we testified against, uh, trying to get to repeal. Uh, if you're a brewery in Maryland, if you want to sell your beer, you must go through a distributor. And, of course, they uh, apply their markup. Even if you're selling your own beer on your own premises and then the beer never leaves your premises, they have to come in and I guess they just t touch your, your keg, they bless it or whatever, and they charge you whatever the markup is that you have to pay them. And legally, that's what you have to do before you can sell your own beer at your own place. And, of course, that's very ridiculous. So we were trying to get them to change the laws. We testified uh, along with uh, a bunch of other people, including all of the uh, craft breweries in Maryland. Uh, we were there to help support them. But we testified just as civilians, not as uh, we have no interest in any brewery, except uh, we like to drink their beer. Uh, it turns out that... Uh, uh, we could not get to change the law. The uh, distributor lobby is way too strong. Uh, they have to be stronger than the lobby for the, the brewers. So uh, uh, we've been in touch with some of the brewers, and they said that uh, they've decided that they want to band together and try to hire <clears throat> their own lobbyists, uh, which might be the way we have to do it. Uh, the way our governments work these days, uh, they don't really represent uh, the citizens at large. It, sadly, they represent uh, the, the big money. So, uh, um, And uh, it turns out that the uh, distributors in Maryland, anyway, they have more money than uh, uh, the breweries. So uh, that's another thing that uh, we have to overcome. So I, th I think I'll leave it at that for now. Hopefully uh, we can uh, chat more in the future. All right. Well, guess what, Jim? You are entered into our B-Cups uh, contest. Don't worry about that. You're in. Uh, and I'm glad that you really enjoy our podcast. And, and 
And yeah, you know what? Don't be surprised that I shout anyone out. I shout out people. I raise my glass to people that I truly enjoy uh, interacting with and seeing what they're doing in the craft beer world. So, you know, you'll probably get more shout outs from me in the future. It's amazing that you you and your lovely wife are going through and, you know, before you know it, you'll be in the, cl- in the club like Chris McKenzie here. Uh, that has gone back and listened to, and Ziv, my buddy Ziv, and there's a few people, uh, I, now I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss people, but there's a few people that have gone back and listened to every single show and got caught up. Uh, and, uh, before you know it, you'll have all the shows, uh, under your belt. And I really, I, I appreciate the beer tourists in you because I am also kind of a beer tourist. I'm a beer tourist, uh, so badly that Anytime we plan a trip, I deliberately don't fly and drive because that means I can visit more breweries on the way. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Sarah is so understanding that she lets me get away with it. And uh, so there's not a trip that we make that we don't stop at a, you know, several breweries on the way to our destination, while we're at our destination, and then on the way back. Uh, and and uh, luckily, she enjoys beer. I enjoy beer. Uh, she has made some comments that she would sometimes like to go on vacation without focusing it around beer. So, yeah, I need to work on that, I think. And it's good to see uh, Jim. I had no idea you guys were from Southern Maryland. And uh, <laughs> um, I grew up in uh, in the uh, in Anne Arundel County, so in, in Maryland. So it's uh, my first 22 years, 21 years of my life. Uh, was spent in Maryland, so it's cool to hear what's going on in and around that area uh, as far as beer goes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he mentions that that the, that he and Tara uh, went in and uh, they testified in front of the Maryland Senate Committee for modernizing some of their beer laws. And come on, Chris, did you know that Maryland had such ridiculous laws like like? Any like a brewery has to go through a distributor to serve beer in their own brewery. Did you know that? Uh, I did not, and that's that's pretty ridiculous. I thought it was kind of rough that I mean, even here in Florida, that they have to go through. Well, they're a little lax here in Florida, where you have if you want to sell your beer, you have to go through a distributor, which is like most people do, but um, they have to go through a distributor to sell their beer in their own location. Yeah. Was I hearing that right? Because that's that's kind of mental. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That that law has to be changed. That's you know, come on. You just all you're doing is patting the hand. You know, patting all these middlemen's uh, pockets. It might as well be the mafia. Yeah, yeah, and (laughs) it is. You know, I don't understand why the lobbyists are so powerful that they, you know, they, you know. It just seems uh, ridiculous that that this is this can be a, a thing, and and it, nobody can just go ahead and use their common sense to say, hey, we don't need to to be charging these poor small breweries, these craft breweries, uh, money to serve their own beer in their establishments. That's that's ridiculous. That no wonder nobody wants to come to Maryland and open breweries because they have these stupid laws. I mean, well, I wouldn't want to come. I wouldn't either. The governor in Maryland now, though, Larry Hogan, he uh, that. That might be somebody who uh, might turn that around for them too. So okay, good. Uh, I know that guy's been doing some really good work in that area too. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. So the last thing I just want to uh, 
comment on that what Jim had to say was the awesome story about going on that that uh, that pub crawl in Savannah, yeah. Georgia. I mean, that sounds pretty good. I, I've done pub crawls that are not official, but man, this was a serious uh, pub crawl where they had time. You know, basically, you had to go to eight pubs in five hours and then get back to the you know the party to enter in for a raffle ticket, and then to have. Your raffle ticket chosen for the grand prize to to have a uh, you know a paid trip to Abita Brewing and get a private VIP tour. That I've never won anything like that. That sounds pretty pretty special. So I'm I'm curious to hear Jim's uh, story on how that brewery tour went in a in a future uh, voicemail. That'd be great. Yeah, Jim, definitely take some pictures while you're in there. Uh, I know New Orleans has a, a special place in our heart as far as just places to visit, but also eight pubs in five hours. Yeah, that's a lot. You're, kind of a, you're a badass, dude. <laughs> 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 that's, that's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd be able to hang with you uh, getting eight eight beers or eight drinks in in uh, eight uh, eight different locations in five hours. That's that's pretty awesome. Well, and and if he's anything like me i don't go to a new pub and just drink one beer right Right? i'm gonna go and at least get a flight and if i don't get a flight of everything they have on tap i feel like i'm being i'm i'm you know i'm being left out of you're losing an opportunity yeah so so like i said i went to jim dandy i i had two flights plus a couple pints afterwards which was (laughs) a lot of beer but we were there for like four hours so it wasn't that bad but uh same thing if i'm gonna visit eight different pubs how do I choose just one or two samples or whatever? I need to try, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to miss out. Yeah. So I'm sure that Jim, uh, you know, he probably had more than just one beer at each of those places. All right. So thank you, Jim, for your voicemails. We really appreciated them. Uh, and his lovely wife, she called in. Now she was in the first voicemail. If you remember listening, she, she chimed in a little bit, but that, you know, I count that as Jim because he was the main focus, uh, talking in that, in that series of voicemails. But Tara Carlson, she called in on her own voicemail and left some comments that I, I really, uh, I, I really enjoyed. And let's listen to what she had to say. This is Tara Carlson. If you take requests for shout outs, I would like to request a shout-out to the brewers at the defunct brewery, Bentley Brewing of Southbridge, Massachusetts. I got to visit their tasting room occasionally when going to visit my husband's family. It was only open on Saturdays. Their labels were charming, the beer quality excellent, the flavors interesting, and their love of beer was palpable. They have been gone for a few years now, but I still miss them, and I hope they knew that they were appreciated. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you, Tara, for your voicemail. And, uh, and yeah, you know what? Why not shout out the birds from the now defunct brewery Bentley Brewing? Have you heard of Bentley Brewing, Chris? I have not. Ah, okay. So uh, I haven't either, but they're no longer in business. But... From listening to how Tara described the, uh, you know, the experience and the people and the same, you know, it's the same thing. It's all about the experiences you feel when you're out of place. They hold a lot more meaning than just the beer alone. You add the beer on top of it, then you have a full package. But if you don't have 
the experiences, the people, uh, it just doesn't mean the same. And I could tell by listening to Tara's description of of the experience that this really did mean a lot to her, and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you again for your for your voicemail. Okay, let's move on to our next voicemails from Mark Connor. He's from Missouri. Let's hear what Mark has to say. Hey, Denny, John, and Chris. This is Mark Connor calling about a little PSA for To Your Beer and his untapped contest that he runs to fill in the blanks. Dude, anybody out there who's on untapped, you got to hit up Chew because, man, this, this is the greatest thing. I know you know about it, Denny. I've seen you enter the contest, but uh, about a week and a half ago I entered, and you chose me. You sent me this Beechwood Awesome Hops, dude. Amazing beer, five bottle caps all the way. I got it, opened it up, saw the 100 IBUs on the side of the can, man. It was like, oh, I just can't wait, because I knew it wasn't going to be no hazy-ass, wimpy, low ABV bullshit. This was going to be all West Coast, and man, was it. It was amazing. So anybody out there who's on untapped, if you haven't hit up Chew yet, make sure you do it. Thank you, guys, and later. All right, so Mark just wanted to provide a little bit of a public service announcement about Chew Your Beer. Now, I've already talked about Chew Your Beer. In fact, last show I mentioned that he was having this fill-in-the-blank contest and mark connor is a winner he's won beer from chew your beer and he just wants everyone to know that hey follow chew your beer on untapped join in on his his different contests he has and you could win beer what's better than that winning beer i you know i love winning beer i love getting beer so uh so yeah so he mentions uh, a brewery that i haven't had now you know, I'm on you know near the West Coast, but we don't get Beechwood uh, Brewing beers here in the Boise area, and uh, I have not had any of their beers, uh, especially not the Awesome Hops, which is, you know, uh, I guess a standard, you know, West Coast double IPA. You know, those big, bold, bitter hops, piney, maybe some citrus in there. Uh, you know, yeah, it sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, I need to try it. One day I'll make it down to the San Diego area or Los Angeles, San Diego, whatever, wherever they're at. And That's I will, in Long Beach. Or Long Beach, okay. And I'll try all these beers. I'm going to go visit Chew Your Beer one day. I will. Mark my word, I will be down there drinking beer with Robert because he's a cool guy and I just need to show my appreciation for all his love and support over the years. Well, now it is time. We've reached the last voicemail of the show from Buck Buchanan from Oklahoma. Thank you, Buck, for uh, for sending us voicemail. Let's listen to it, and then we'll reply afterwards. Hey, guys. This is Buck Buchanan from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I've been listening for a few episodes now, and I am really enjoying the show. wanted to talk about a couple five-cap beers I drank over the weekend, a couple local Oklahoma City breweries. First one was called Whiskey Barrel Nemesis from Elk Valley Brewing. It's a standard imperial stout aged in whiskey barrels. Been fermented with coconut, vanilla beans, and some cacao nibs. Came in at a low 11.5% ABV. Uh, really, really tasty beer that they put out. 
Um, then I head over to uh, Stonecloud. They put out a release called Fat Tony. This was an imperial stout that has been resting in Dominican rum barrels for the past 13 months. Then it was fermented on malted milk balls from the, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Emrest Malton in Wisconsin. Uh, then it had some toasted coconut as well. Uh, this stout is named after the brewery cat, believe it or not, which is pretty funny. And uh comes in at an even lower 16.2% ABV. Uh, after these two beers, I can tell you I was feeling pretty good, so uh I needed a good, light session beer. So I head over to the Angry Scotsman Brewery and had their new release. It was called the Proverbial. It is an English bitter uh, with a nice malty backbone. Uh, they were serving on nitro, which added some creamy flavor to it. It was nice, refreshing 4.8%, which I definitely needed after those other two. Um, so that was a good Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I attended the uh, local homebrewer showcase. Uh, it's called Mashed In. There were over 40 homebrewers with at least two to three different beers apiece. Um, obviously, I wasn't able to try them all, uh, but I can say Oklahomans are brewing some darn fine beers. Well, hope all is well on your end, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Buck, for uh, for one thing, for listening to this show. You are a new listener. I, uh, Chris and I appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen to us, and I'm glad you enjoy the show. And, wow, thank you for the great descriptions of some of your local Oklahoma City brewery beers that you gave five cap ratings to this weekend. Let's go ahead and just quickly you know, cap off the, what you had to talk about. The Whiskey Barrel Nemesis from Elk Valley Brewing sounds fantastic. This is a beer that I could for sure uh, really enjoy. Imperial Stout, aged in whiskey barrels, which is what I prefer my beer aged in if I have a choose. I like the whiskey. Adding coconut, some vanilla beans, and cocoa nibs. Hell yeah, that is what I like. And 11.5%, oh yeah. Um, I could I could really enjoy some of that. How about you, Chris? Would you enjoy that beer? Yeah, all these beers he talked about, I was kind of <laughs> kind of makes me want to visit Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. And that's what's interesting is Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, just softened up their alcohol laws to allow bigger beers to be sold now, I believe. So now that uh, Oklahoma can go ahead and and brew these big beers, they're brewing big beers. Let's talk about the next beer he talked about, a big beer. This was the Stone Cloud Brewing's Fat Tony Imperial Stout, aged in rum barrels for 13 months. How can you wait? How could you let a beer age for 13 months uh, and not want to drink it right away? Wow, that's some serious aging on there. That's, that, that's a lot. And not only that, but then they fermented it with some malted milk balls and coconut and what does the ABV come into? Uh, I, I swear this must be a distilled liquor by this time. 16.2% ABV. That's a huge beer. Uh, and that's, a, that's after he had the 11.5% uh, Imperial Stout. So he's having a good day, but he's not over. He needed to go ahead and kind of cleanse his palate a little bit from all those big beers. And what does he cleanse his palate with? Scotsman Breweries, the proverbial an English bitter. I love English bitters, a style that we never rarely see in the States. I'm lucky enough to have a brewery in Clairvoyant Brewing 
that does enjoy brewing a lot of English beers that I really enjoy them all, it's on nitro. Hey, it's fitting, right? Most of those beers in England are served on cask. Nitro kind of simulates a little bit of that character, of that smoothness. 4.8% alcohol. Wow, that's a huge uh, decrease in alcohol content for sure as he finished off his wonderful weekend of beers. Thank you, Buck. I'm glad you're listening, and I'm glad you shared some of these beers. And when I drive through Oklahoma, guess what? I'm stopping in Oklahoma City and drinking some of these beers. Okay, Chris, guess what? What? Um, we have a contest. We got to give away some B cups. And we do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight contestants have a chance to win a set of B cups. So why don't you go ahead and spin the wheel and let us know who the winner of our voicemail B cups contest is. All right, let's see what happens. All right, let's see who's going to win the next batch of B cups. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. Mark Connor, the winner of a set of four B cups, IPA B cups. You know what? Mark Connor's a huge IPA fan, so you know what? Who better to win a set of IPA B cups than Mark Connor, who's going to drink IPAs in them? Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for taking the chance to win our contest and leaving your voicemails. Guess what? We have another contest coming in three months. Chris, you want to do the same thing, voicemail contest, or you want to change it up? I think we should change it up. I okay. Think, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be more like iTunes reviews driven. Okay. So we're yeah. gonna go. We're gonna go back to the iTunes reviews. So, uh, guess what that means? Anyone that's already left an iTunes review automatically entered into the contest. You don't have to do anything. You're already entered. Anyone who wants to be entered in for our next B Cups contest, uh, go to iTunes and leave us a review, and you'll automatically be entered into every iTunes contest we have in the future. Once you do it once, you're entered for every contest. So go do it. It's very easy to do. Just Find us on iTunes at Tap the Craft. Okay, we did have uh, a little bit of feedback on our Facebook page from Mr. Tom Joseph. He replied to our show post on our Facebook page with a photo of him drinking an L Works Bitter Valentine. And also, he, uh, he posted a beer that he was drinking that we missed in reporting on our show, also from L Works, called the Bitterest Valentine, which is a double or an imperial IPA version of the beer. So, hey, thank you, Tom, for posting those pictures, and we have another beer you can add for next year to drink on Valentine's Day. And if you would like to contact the show with your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or on our Twitter, just follow us at tapthecraft, and feel free to also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. Very easy to remember. And again, don't forget, we do have a voicemail. Even though we're not doing the contest for the voicemails, hey, leave your voicemails. We love hearing them. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your questions, your comments. We want to hear things like talking about stuff that we've never heard before, like flagship February. Uh, great conversation right there. 
And as a, re a gentle reminder, I do have some business cards. If you would like to get some business cards to pass out to people that you talk about the show with so that they can find us and listen along, let me know. I will send you a few to give away to your friends and uh, people that like craft beer. I also want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting our show. They provide the hosting space at OpenForumRadio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and I are putting out, we know you're going to find some other great shows like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Forum Radio Network over at OpenForumRadio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Forum Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz. Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we will be discussing an article from craftbeer.com written by Mr. Dan Powell called The Nine Winter IPAs to Try This Season. And it's no secret that IPAs reign supreme year-round, but even the most ardent hopheads can get fatigued from the same old IPA profile day in, and day out. Luckily, with the changing of seasons, craft brewers look to brew out of the box for the winter chill. Here are nine brewers sprucing things up with their winter IPAs. I love the little sprucing uh, yeah. comment there. Kind of, it kind of hints at what we're going to be talking about in these IPAs. But let's not go too crazy. Let's start off with the, uh, you know, probably one of the winter IPAs that you know most people have at least tried and this is from sierra nevada it's their celebration ipa and this is uh this ipa is using fresh whole cone hops that gives a more earthy and plant-like character to the beer along with big pine and citrus notes which most people interpret as tea-like or a hint of chlorophyll have you ever smelt chlorophyll before chris i mean that's <laughs> I don't know if I've ever smelled chlorophyll before. I, I've never smelled chlorophyll before. For one thing, I have never, I don't even know how to buy chlorophyll to even, you know, sniff it. And if you did sniff it, wouldn't it just put you out or you have to be like suffocated with it? Maybe that's No, it. that's, that's chloroform. Oh. What's chlorophyll Chlor then? Chlorophyll is the, uh, uh, is what plants create as food, I believe. <laughs> Hey, you know what, Chris? I'm glad you're here to educate me because I was thinking the whole time that it was uh, the thing that people use to knock out people when they want to go and... Yeah, so chloroform <laughs> is the one that knocks out people. Chlorophyll is the pigment that gives plants their green color. Oh, wow. You are Mr. Mr. Botanist. They, they teach you that in uh, culinary school? They certainly did not. <laughs> Uh, Google told me that, but I was on the right track, and uh, three beers in, I'm proud of myself. So. Well, you did good. Thank you for educating me. I feel much better. And we had a little bit of uh, jovialness to this uh, this topic, for sure. Uh, we chloroformed each other. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I was wondering why we would ever have a you know something like that, but I haven't smelled chlorophyll either, so either way, I don't... Well, here's the here's the next question I have for you. Is, have you ever smelled chloroform? No, no, not not that I know of. I might have smelled, smelled it and don't remember. 
<laughs> you, you smell this rag. It smells like chloroform. <laughs> oh, all right. And then uh, they mentioned in this uh, this little description that uh, despite what you may have heard over and over again, celebration does not and has not ever contained any holiday spices. This is not a spiced IPA. It's just a good, hearty IPA that has a lot of piney character and some citrus notes to give you a really warm feeling. I always thought this was more, I mean, it's a wintertime beverage that for some reason I always thought it was linked into the winter warmer type of style, even though it doesn't have, most most winter warmers in my opinion are a little bit darker in uh, character. This is more just an IPA, but uh, but yeah, it's a good one. You've had Celebration, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think pretty much everyone's had celebration. If you haven't, if they haven't, they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Why don't you hit us up with our next one? Yeah. So the next one is going to be from uh, Accumulation, their white IPA from New Belgium Brewing. Uh, Cool part I was just noticing here: uh, New Belgium Brewing, also in Asheville, North Carolina, but you know, also from Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. Um, and our previous beer, also in Asheville, North Carolina. Oh yeah, you're right. Good point. Good point. So. Go visit Asheville. Good beer. <laughs> uh, so the Accumulation White IPA from New Belgium Brewing. Brew it, that thing. Mm-hmm. New Belgium Brewing. Uh, it's brewed as a direct revolt to the long-standing tradition of brewing dark beers for winter. I like dark beers for winter. <laughs> I, I do too. I like dark beers pretty much any time of yeah, year. Yeah. Um, New Belgium's Accumulation is a white IPA. Directly inspired by the snowfall in Fort Collins, Colorado, where the brewery calls home. Uh, white IPAs are a hybrid style containing, or I'm sorry, white. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, white IPAs are a hybrid style combining the grain and yeast character of a Belgian wit and the tropical and citrus character of modern hops. Hmm. Uh, so you find that the wheat and yeast used gives this beer a medium body that fits more with the winter season and the fruit esters of the yeast combined with tropical and citrus and pine notes from the mosaic and Amarillo dry hopping for a satisfying and hop forward mm. winter beer. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I think I'd kind of like to have one of those I, right I, now. I think I need to get a six pack. Yeah. Uh, and then the whole package is slightly hazy fruit forward IPA with a hint of traditional IPA bitterness that fits in perfectly with any winter adventure. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that we mentioned this beer because I've had this beer in the past, and for some reason, it it, it didn't stick as being memorable to me. So I, I don't normally pick it up when I am out, you know, looking for winter beers. But now that we've kind of describe this, and, and it, it sounds like something that I should really, really enjoy. I love Mosaic and Amarillo hops. I enjoy Belgian wits. Uh, you know, why why don't I try this beer? It sounds like it, it combines a bunch of stuff I like. So um, maybe by the time we record next the next time, I'll have a six-pack of this, and I'll be able to, to respond back on whether or not I have been missing out on drinking this beer every year because I just kind of overlooked it. Uh, or not. So, can you you can get this beer in, in Tampa? You think, Chris? Yeah. So you can get pretty much get New Belgium just about anywhere. And it was really cool that I was 
that I got to talk about New Belgium because I was listening to another podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was cheating on us. That's no, okay. Um, <laughs> that uh, it, if you if anybody ever listens to uh, NPR's How I Built This, um, uh, one of the founders, Kim Jordan, was talking about how they uh, how they grew New Belgium. Mm. So that was a really cool episode to listen to. If you guys ever get the chance to listen to that, okay, nice, nice. All right, the next one on the list, number three, is is uh, from Drake's Brewing. It's their Dark Wing IPA. And in contrast with the one we just talked about, New Belgian white, uh, accumulation, uh, Drake's has gone with a black IPA. So we have black and white, white and black. Uh, Dark Wings IPA. I I missed the, bla- the black IPAs, the Cascadian Dark Yells. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed that style, and I know a lot of people... You know, didn't like it, but I liked it, and I want to see more of it. So I'm glad there's still some breweries out there that are keeping keeping that black IPA alive. That's good. That style disappeared pretty quick, huh? It did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was around for about a year, and then you made it go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, riffing off the popularity of American styles, Dark Wings offers a rich malt character to go along with a robust hop selection. The black and crystal malts give the beer a full body and a roasted flavor with accents of, of car, uh, caramel and coffee. Wow, nice. Uh, on top of that, the brewers chose to so- showcase the Denali hops along with the traditional Cascade hops. This combination gives this dark ale a big, resinous pine character and just a hint of grapefruit alongside the roasted malt focus of this 7.5% ABV winter seasonal IPA. Man, I really need to have some of this Drake's Dark Wing IPA because it sounds like something I would really enjoy. Yeah, and especially at 7.5%. Yeah. That's, that's going to keep you guys warm. Yeah. All right. So now let's get into the traditional winter IPA. Yeah. So from Alaskan Brewing Company, we have the Spruce IPA out of Juneau, Alaska. The uh, Plenty of IPAs embrace the piney and resinous character of American hops, but Alaskan Brewing Company has enhanced the best-known and loved example of an IPA with spruce tips working alongside the hops. Mm, yeah. uh, Alaskan Spruce IPA used Sitka spruce tips. That's that's where one of my cousins is from, is from Sitka. <laughs> um, it's an evergreen tree, which Alaskan says, it, quote, define the rugged, coast, define the rugged coastlines and untamed forests that cover more million acres of land in the state. Hmm. Yeah, and then the spruce tips have strikingly similar flavoring characteristics to some of the traditional noble hops. The spruce tips combine light and tart lemon zest flavors, slight bitterness, pine, and a bit of bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then the hops used alongside the spruce tips are Chinook, Citra, and Denali, adding to the intensity of the pine flavor along with a big citrus character and an accent of berry-like spruce. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had this IPA. I actually enjoy this one. I'm trying to look it up on my untapped here, but I'm not very fast like you are, Chris. Let's see what I have to say. Alaskan. Oh, untapped is not responding. Oh, so I'm not the only one with uh, internet issues. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what uh, what's going on here. It's 
Oh, well, I'm not going to worry about it. But, yeah, this is a good one. I like the Spruce IPA myself, so I might need to pick some of that up, too, for wintertime. It feels, it feels like a good a good one right now. Well, talking about, uh, you know, I just talk, I, I mentioned earlier in the show that we had snow all day. So why not go ahead and have a blizzard of hops winter IPA from Trogues Independent Brewing? From who? Trogues. Yes. I know how to say it now. So, I'm glad. Yeah. So this is a slightly hazy American IPA that features wheat and Pilsner malt for a more satisfying body. The brewers use Centennial Chinook and El Dorado hops for flavoring and bittering. Uh, then they follow it up with some dry hopping with Chinook and Galaxy hops. Uh, the end result is a medium-bodied yet crisp IPA with classic hop citrus character, pine, fruity spruce, and a little tropical pineapple. Yeah, bring on the blizzard of hops. Seriously, if it, if this is winter, I'm, I'm down for this. <laughs> All right, so moving on to uh, Upslope Brewing, which uh, have you had much from Upslope, Denny? Mm-hmm. You caught me Maybe? in mid. You caught me in mid uh, <laughs> mid drink there. Mid- I thought I was going to have a minute to get this down, but uh, uh, I have had a few Upslope uh, Brewing. Um, we do get a little bit of their stuff here in the Boise area, and when I when it does come in, uh, it comes in cans. Uh, mm-hmm. I do grab a can of what they have, and and they're pretty good. There's, it's a, a decent brewery. Yeah, I do believe I've had their uh, their brown ale. I, I yeah, I had their, yeah, yeah, I have their brown too. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Spruce Tip IPA from Upslope Brewing Company in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, they write after years of brewing and canning a spiced Belgian double for the season. Upslope Brewing Company made the switch this season to a less traditional beer that is more in line with the Colorado lifestyle. Hmm. What's the Colorado lifestyle? Yeah. Huh. Hugging trees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I guess, so I guess Megan's going to have to move to Colorado. <laughs> um, brewed with hand-picked Colorado spruce tips, their medium-bodied spruce tip IPA features a more intense malt character than you might expect from a, tra- a traditional American IPA. Uh, Cascade and Simcoe hops (laughs) ascent. Let's try this again. Cascade and Simcoe hops accent the spruce tips, piney notes, and add a hint of orange citrus to this winter IPA. Mm. Yeah, I need to look for that one. I need to see if that one's coming to town. That sounds pretty good. I need some (laughs) ascent. (laughs) <laughs> Need a little ass, <laughs> Oh, Okay, now let's get into a beer that I think I could enjoy from L. Smith Brewing out of San Diego. This is their Double Red IPA. And this beer is formerly known as their Winter Yule Smith. This is their Double IPA with, uh, with a fuller-bodied... What is this? Double Red IPA with a... Is a fuller it's, body double IPA brewed with winter chill in mind. Wow, that's this a, is English, yeah, really. That's a that's a mouthful. Uh, it's eight point five percent alcohol by volume. Balances with piney piney and citrus American hops with a rich caramel malt sweetness. The malt forward recipe makes your beer drinking experience a more substantial affair. But the hop aroma and bitterness doesn't let you forget that this is a double IPA. Okay. Thank you. Gonna have to take a sip of beer first. Okay, I'm afraid to, to take on. a sip of beer without uh, you asking me questions. I'll choke on myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next one uh, from Peak Organic Brewing in Mor- in 
Damn it. <laughs> From Peak Organic Brewing in Portland, Maine, their winter IPA. Uh, so in the age of New England-style IPAs, Peak Organic Brewing Company's winter IPA is a juicy, hazy IPA to brighten up the brisk winter season in the American Northeast. And in Portland, Maine, those guys see some serious winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you used to li- didn't you used to live in Portland? I I did not. I was born in Maine, though. Okay, uh, so I so have that's photo. Why. I have photos of my mom, you know, being nine months pregnant with me, trying to uh, uncover her VW Bug uh, that was buried, literally buried completely uh, in snow. That you know, they had walls of like six foot walls of snow that she was digging out of. It was crazy. Oh. Yeah, I thought Ohio was bad. Uh, you guys in Portland. Once again, you guys win the badass award. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So focusing on bright fruit-forward hops, this beer directly contrasts with most other seasonal IPAs, but it's also exactly what some people want when the days are short and the nights are cold. Calypso, Azaka, and citrus hops give the right mix of tropical and citrus fruit to whisk you away from the winter chill. Simcoe hops add a slightly piney character to complement that winter air and aroma. Yeah, a little bit of winter IPA there. Okay, one last beer to talk about. This is from Bell Breaker Brewing. They're out of Yakima, Washington, and this is their High Camp Winter IPA. Named as a tribute to the lodge at White Pass Ski Resort, Bell Breaker Brewing High Camp Winter IPA sticks with the style of beer they're known for, but adds chocolate malt to the mix. Now, that's what's interesting about this beer. I, I've i had some chocolate IPAs, and some of them are good, uh, but it's not my favorite thing. Um, it's kind of weird, right, to have that chocolate, but this, uh, I'll, I'll try it. If it comes, we do get some bell break. I've had some... Actually, no, I don't think I get it in Boise. I think I've got it when I've gone to Washington. So we don't get Bell Breaker here, but I've had it. Like it's like a mint chocolate chip uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. So it says some, some cocoa and roasted malt character combined with pine, dark fruit, and grapefruit citrus notes uh, from the HBC 522 and Mosaic hops that are used for dry hopping uh, provide a complex and substantial IPA. Uh, the Bellbricker Vision of a Winter Warmer IPA weighs in at 7.3% alcohol by volume with 80 IBUs. So, yeah, that, that, I mean, I'll try it. It, it, uh, sounds interesting. I mean, let's give it a shot. Yeah, it almost sounds like it's kind of, uh, on, on a borderline between, you know, like a black IPA, but not quite, uh, a black IPA, uh, with a lot more, Pop character to it, so I, I'll try it. Okay, guess what, Chris? We, we did have, it. We did it. We did it. We made it to the end of the show. Uh, Tom Joseph will be happy. Nearly two-hour episode. Uh, but before we close it out, we do have an opportunity to give some uh, cheers, uh, raise a glass to some friends. Who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? Well, Denny, I'm going to give a, a toast to you uh, oh. for sending me out some beer. And I, and I know you sent uh, sent me those things uh, as a thank you. But uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you sending me stuff uh, as kind of like 
you know, I get to get some West Coast beers mm-hmm. uh, out here in Tampa. Uh, so big cheers to you. Uh, and uh, yeah, who who else would you like to raise a glass to? Well, you know, Chris, I have to uh, also uh, raise a glass to you for you sending me beers that was a total surprise. Uh, I mean, I literally came home from work yesterday and saw a box that looked familiar uh, <laughs> sitting on my table. And I thought that for some reason the beer I sent you got returned to me. But no, I mean, kind of it did, but it was returned with Tampa beer. So I was so excited. Uh, and thank you. Uh, I'm really looking forward to trying these beers. I've heard so many good things about Hidden Springs, and I, I just want to go ahead and, and drink every one of those beers as soon as possible. So uh, I am traveling on Sunday, and I might have all those beers drank before then. So stay tuned to Untapped for sure. But, but see, here's the good thing about beer coming in cans a lot more instead of bottles. It's so much easier to ship now. That's true. That's true. I like I like shipping uh, cans way better than bottles. Me too. Yeah. And uh, I also just want to raise my glass to all those who left voicemails. I was getting a little bit uh, uh, concerned when we only had two voicemails after three months of uh, promoting the voicemail <laughs> contest. Uh, and I'm glad that uh, you know that people like to wait to the last minute. Uh, it, it did add a little bit extra content to the show, uh, getting them all in one episode. But uh, thank you all for taking the time and the effort to create the voicemails and send them to us so we can use them in the show. I truly appreciate every one of the voicemails and the the content was all unique and very special so cheers to all you guys for sending your voicemails and of course uh you know i am a a former serviceman i served uh, eight years in the u.s navy i know that that's a uh, a commitment a challenge and a sacrifice to uh, all those who are serving in the armed forces so i just want to take the opportunity to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there who are protecting our freedoms, allowing Chris and I to get on the airwaves and share our passion for craft beer with all of you. So cheers to you. Return home safely to your families soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and raise a glass to our wonderful sponsor, B-Cups. Absolutely. So raise a glass to B-Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. I encourage our their site at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S.net. Or you can go check out everything that they have going on at fermentedreality.com. And you can check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go. Whether you're hanging out on the beach, by the pool, hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some boating, bee cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. And I also want to encourage you guys to go check out Tavor. Uh, if you if you use the promo code tap the craft that's all one word at tavor.com and pick up some uh, beer that they will deliver to your house or business um, any new user will receive a ten dollar credit after they spend twenty five dollars nice yeah go use that go use our code uh, get that savings it's great opportunity for you guys to get beer that's not from around where you live. And, you know, you hear Chris talk about it every single episode about some of these Tavor beers that he's able to drink and enjoy, uh, which is really nice. 
Yeah, I had three beers this evening. Two of those three <laughs> beers were from Tavor. <laughs> I might go. be a little I might be a little partial, just saying. Yeah, yeah, you might be. You might be. All right. Well, you can find the beers and of course the links to the articles that I mentioned on the show in the show notes located at the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or Untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook.com forward slash Tap the Craft. Excellent. All right. It is last call. Time to bring our show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and of course subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn or Google Play or however you listen to your podcast. As a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.